Hi everyone, I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. I am thrilled to share today's episode with you. We are sitting down and chatting with my dear friend and leadership expert, Daphne Ford. She is bringing so much wisdom, practical tips, and just humor to today's episode. You will want to stick around to the end. So take a listen. Daphne, I am so excited that you're here. This is going to be fun. Thanks for having me, Annika. (laughs) It's so fun to see your face, even though it's on Zoom. I'll take it. I know, but you know, this is the life we live now, right? <laughs> it is our new life and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I actually like this, this piece of life, actually. <laughs> I think like everyone can always like squeeze in a couple of minutes just to hop on a Zoom and see somebody instead of driving somewhere to meet That is up. so true. Yes. I think it helps people stay connected even more now. And make it easier. And make it easier. Yeah, I don't have to drive to come see you. Let's just hop on a Zoom call. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. Well, I'm so excited that you're here. And I am really excited to talk about today's topic because it's one that I know I personally have struggled with a lot of my life and have done a lot of work around overcoming. And so, uh, yes, super excited to dive into that. But before we do, I would love for you to just share a little bit about who you are, what you do for our listeners who have not yet had the privilege to get to know you. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I'm going to try to do the best that I can in in talking about myself. Um, But I am Daphne Ford. I'm really like a leadership kind of empowerment coach. That's what I say. So I'm always kind of um, the one that does like a lot of leadership development classes, succession planning with organizations, and just really showing people not only how to be like good leaders of other people, but good leaders in their lives, right? And then, you know, my main um, audience now has really been women and really teaching them how even though you may not have like a leadership title at work, you are literally a leader in every area of your life. Um, Whether you're a sister, you are a wife, you are a mother, um, you're part of your church organization, someone is looking to you as a leader, even when you don't even realize it, and how you can still kind of like take charge, um, get the goals that you want in life, you know, accomplish those goals, and still be able to use your voice that we have, because sometimes, you know, I think growing up in in just society and, you know, male, female roles um, and even cultural differences, it's a lot of, hey, you know, as a female, you got to say things a certain way or don't speak or, you know, just kind of be in the background or stay quiet. And it's like, no, you don't have to do that. And you can do it and you could be confident in doing it. And then so I just kind of help show women how to do that and how to stop the stories that we've been telling ourselves from the time we were young to the time we were an adult and let's change that narrative right so that um, we can really be confident and lead confidently in every area of our lives so that's me (laughs) no I love what you said about just like stepping into our voices I think we've all been given a gift of a voice and we Mm -hmm. have been given a gift of 
leadership wherever we are as whether that's leading in our homes or like you said in in organizations or community or schools or jobs you don't necessarily need a title but we've been given the gift of of leadership and wherever you go people are watching and whatever you're doing little people big people they're they're all picking up on all the things that you do so I love just that like stepping into your voice and and really leading leading life yes so I want to talk a little bit about, we're talking about Zoom, you know, this, mm-hmm. this whole pandemic, I think has put a lot of people in kind of, I know what you like to call like the pandemic wall. Like we've all kind of hit this place, which mm-hmm. is I think kind of a, a blessing to really press reset on how do we want to go about, you know, leading our lives and how do we do this differently? Like, I would love to just hear your take on post-pandemic wall. Let's all cross over (laughs) to the other side of the wall. And how do we just start fresh? Yeah. And you know, the thing with this, it's like a pandemic wall, but then it's also like a roller coaster. Um, Someone described it really well for me. Like we are kind of like in a COVID coaster, right? So we have highs and lows. Um, throughout our days, throughout our weeks. Um, Sometimes things are really, really great. And we wake up in the morning and we're like, I am going to tackle today and I'm going to get this, this, this done. And then you have other days where you're like, I don't even want to get up. And I'm tired and I don't know why I'm tired, right? And then there's comes a point where we just hit this wall and we're like, you know what, I don't even want to do anything because I've been home (laughs) alone. Um, I haven't been able to go out and have the interaction and contact I used to have with like friends and family, you know, my loved ones. And then it's like, you have these bursts of energy and then sometimes it goes down and that's okay. Because I mean, we're dealing, we're dealing with a lot of stuff now, right? And it's okay. Um, one of the things that I've been telling people to do that's worked really well for me is just to set some small goals, some small to-dos. Um, a lot of times people have, um, like I've had people talk to me, they say, okay, I have a list of things that I made, right? So, oh, I'm going to be in quarantine. So I'm going to learn two languages. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to learn how to bake. And it's these like huge tasks to take on. And you just put a a hundred percent of yourself into these things. And you think about it day and night, day and night. And then you're just going to crash because your body's exhausted, right? So we may not be physically doing anything, but mentally we are exhausted. But if we could just set some small goals, like today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to make my bed. That's a big accomplishment, you know? And that's, and, and you could say, you know what? I was successful today because I made my bed today. Even if you don't do anything else, <laughs> you made your bed, you, made your bed. <laughs> you know, it's just starting small to kind of push us out of it. And if you have like a big goal, just taking it like bite-sized pieces, you know, like if you're learning another language, don't think like you're going to be fluent in like a month, you know, <laughs> maybe just learn the colors. <laughs> Start small. Yes. Learn how to, how to say, where's the bathroom, <laughs> you know, something really, really small. 
um, to kind of push us through because that wall that we hit is when we are like overdoing it, when we are putting way more out there than we're able to do and we're not listening to our bodies, right? We're not listening to our body saying that we're tired, but we're pushing ourselves, right? Oh, I'm going to run today because I set a goal that I'm going to run every day um, during this month, right? And your body is like, no, we're tired, <laughs> right? But maybe we could run once a week until we bring it up to twice a week. But it's just really setting those small goals to push ourselves past that wall instead of like keeping these big goals that we have and then end up feeling kind of like a failure because it's like, oh, I had this big to-do list and the pandemic, it's been a year in a pandemic and I still haven't done A, B, C, or D. And if you think about it, like if it's like a business, Sometimes people think, oh, you know, I'm going to start a business and it's going and I'm going to by the end of the year, I'm going to be a millionaire in this business because I'm going to be all in. But the reality of it is, even if it wasn't a pandemic, it doesn't happen in a year. Right. So <laughs> it true. takes time. And so we have to also be um, give ourselves some grace, be gentle with ourselves and just take it a little bit at a time. I think that's such a good point. I can like see how we go up and, and down on this COVID coaster, like you said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we almost keep ourselves at the bottom because we see these huge, big, you know, inclines or these big goals. Right. And we feel like, yeah, I don't think I can do that. I'm just going to hang out here. And we almost keep ourselves yeah. in this lull. And I know you're like me that we are, you know, big overachievers sometimes, or at least <laughs> try to be. And, you know, I think for a lot of, I think that's the case for, for a lot of women, for a lot of women, we feel like, oh my goodness, there's a gap in time where I can do all the things I've ever wanted to do. And so it's like, well, cram them all in there. Let's do yeah. it. Like you yeah. said, it, it's, we get so down on ourselves or hard on ourselves because we rather than just kind of resting in a season and making these little small micro movements, yes. we want to like do it all or do none of it. And then Absolutely. we get upset with ourselves because we didn't get to do all of it. Absolutely. Just because we have a gap in time doesn't mean everything you ever wanted to do has to be shoved into it. Exactly. <laughs> great point. Exactly. And you know, and it's, that gap in time is a perfect opportunity for us to practice our self-care, right? Like if I have like 15 minutes, I'm not gonna go and say, okay, I have 15 minutes. Let me pull up this language and start practicing my colors. No, I have 15 <laughs> minutes. Um, maybe I can take a bath. Let me pour myself a drink. Let me eat some ice cream and watch mindless television. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just being gentle with ourselves and doing the things that make us feel good. Um, because even though we may have like these big goals um, and we're like just moving and pushing through to accomplish all these things. We can't forget about taking care of ourselves because if you don't take care of yourself, you know good to anybody like anybody else, right? So you don't take care of yourself. You won't be good to your husband and your kids and at work because you're not taking care of your number one, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's like, if you have a gap in time, don't forget about self-care. And if self-care is, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing, that's okay. Sit there and do nothing because we need to reset. 
almost like being efficient to a fault. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Like we want to, I guess I cram all these little things in, but at our own expense, Mm -hmm. at our own expense. It's like that busy like syndrome, right? That busyness syndrome. Like when you're at work, everyone is always too busy for everything. And then, so at some point we start to equate being busy with being effective, right? If I can list all these things that I'm doing to show how busy I am, people will know that I'm really being effective and I'm doing so many big things and making an impact. But the reality of it is we can't be masters of all things, right? So we're busy at so many different things that we're not really focusing on just one thing. So you have to wonder, well, how effective am I really at all this busyness that I have going on, you know? So I think um, if you're like in the workforce or even if you just, even if you're not in the workforce and you're just having conversations with friends and people, and you know, social media, I, I suck at social media. I feel like sometimes social media is my enemy because everyone posts all these amazing things they're doing during the pandemic. And I'm like, really? Oh, really? Are you really doing this? (laughs) And you don't want to compare, but then there is like, because we're human, there's a sense of comparison, like so-and-so is doing all this stuff and, you know, I need to be doing it too. And then you realize that so-and-so is on their couch. They're really not doing all of that, (laughs) you know? And Hulu has this like amazing, um, movie that I watch like a documentary they did I forgot the name of it but it's really tapping into like the whole social media thing and how it's all pretend right like for most people they fake a lifestyle um, to get likes and for to get followers and things like that but it's not really the life that they live and so we can't even compare with that so it's just one of those things where we don't have to show the world that we're busy doing so many things, you know, and it's okay to just focus on just one thing or focus on nothing at all, because sometimes we forget that we're in a pandemic and it has taken an emotional toll on everybody differently. And it's okay to be in the space that you're in right now and you don't have to compare with anybody else. I've never really heard it put that way, like this busyness, effectiveness. You know, we see everybody else doing all these things and we see them as effective in whatever all these million things that they're doing are, which triggers in our minds this need to be more effective, which means we got to do the busy things to be the effective things for everybody else. Right. Which, you know, really leads us into, you know, so much of of the work that you do is around confidence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how how do we confidently just step into not who we think we need to be, not all the things we need to do, but like how do we step into confidence in who we are put on this earth to be. Yeah, no, I get that. And, you know, and the first thing we have to do is really realize what is the story that we've been telling ourselves, right? So if I'm 
at work and I tend to be the quiet one that doesn't speak up, right? I have to really kind of reflect as to where did I learn that, right? Who told me that that was the way to do it, right? And like, or where did I see it? And then I said, oh, I don't want to be like perceived like that person's perceived that talks all the time in the meeting, right? So finding out where did that story come from first? Because once we know where that story came from, we can change it, right? So I can teach someone, you know, how to be confident, how to speak confidently and and how to present confidently and show up confidently. But if you still have that story you're telling yourself, it's not gonna resonate with you. You're gonna struggle having that level of confidence because that old self is still coming back and saying, no, you're not good enough. No, don't speak up. You're going to sound stupid. Like, no, don't say that. Or no, don't do that. Always say yes. Don't say no. People are going to think that, you know, you don't want to do the work. Like always say yes. Like all those stories we're telling ourselves, we have to start changing that narrative and realize, okay, where did I learn that from? And once we know like where I learned it from. So the example, okay, if I was taught as growing up that I should not speak up in the presence of authority, like your parents or, you know, people that are older, then I'm going to always kind of be quiet, right? But if I'm at a job, and I am considered the expert in the field, and I don't speak up, am I really serving in my full capacity to the people that hired me to do that job, right? So it's kind of like I'm doing everyone a disservice because I'm not speaking up to the group. And sometimes you could speak one-on-one with someone after the meeting, but what about everybody else who was in that meeting, (laughs) you know? Uh, It's things like that. That could have helped them too, but because of the story I've been telling myself that I was learned or things that I was taught, I didn't speak up. And it's kind of like owning that you are the expert in this. Um, People hire you because you're the expert in your area and they think you were the best out of what thousands of applicants and they chose you for a reason. And just owning that and be like, you know what? I am the expert in this. And if I have an opinion, even if people disagree with you, that's okay. You don't want to be in a world where everybody agrees with you anyway, because you won't grow, right? So even if they disagree with you, that's okay. But at least you you know for a fact that you stood up, you used your voice, and you spoke about something. And at least if it comes back, even if let's say everybody disagrees, no, that wasn't it, blah, blah, blah. And then it blows up. People will come back and say, hey, remember when you said that we should have listened to you, <laughs> you know, and then people start listening. So it's better to kind of like speak up and just say it. And we can, we can say things confidently, and be direct without being rude or, you know, or like mean, you know, like we can still say what we mean 
uh, and still do it in a confident way because you are the expert. And people look for that, especially in team meetings and one-on-ones. Um, even I'll take it like, you know, as like if you're a mom, right? And if you have kids, you don't hesitate to say, no, don't do that. Yes, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go over there. Because imagine if you had kids and then they're just saying, well, we want to do this and you don't say anything, (laughs) right? Things are going to go upside down and it's going to be like, oh, we could do anything that we want. (laughs) A thousand percent. Yeah. So it's the same way. Even if you think about, even if you don't have kids, even if you have pets, right? Pets are great at training us how to be good leaders, right? Because they look to you for everything. So even if you have pets, if you don't train the pet, you let it do whatever it wants to do, that pet is ruling your life, (laughs) you know? But if we're not afraid to speak up and say, no, this is not working for me. No, you know, um, I don't like this, or this makes me uncomfortable, or this is a great idea, or I have a different perspective. When we say things like that, it's, that's how we get to start to use our voice and start changing that narrative. Like, no, I am worthy and people are going to listen to me because I was hired to be the expert in this, right? I was blessed to be a mom and to be an expert <laughs> in motherhood, even though a lot of moms don't feel like they're an expert, but to non-mothers like me, I'm like, you are an expert. (laughs) Well, becoming an expert, right? Like it takes the courage to even try in the first place. Exactly. I think even for people that aren't necessarily hired as an expert, maybe they're volunteering for something. It's just the ability and the courage to even just try and learn in that process. Yes. And I, I love like the ownership piece of, I think we own the wrong part of our story. We own the past story rather than owning the privilege to write our story. Yes. And I don't think we realize how much of our former life impacts how we do things. I know my oh, yeah. very, very, very first job I ever had, I, I was, had to do a lot of like public speaking and presentations and I struggled so much. I was so nervous. I did not like being in front of a group of people. And they paired me with this coach who Mm -hmm. made me do this massive binder. This is like when everything was on paper, (laughs) like (laughs) this massive binder of like inner work about my childhood and in second grade and a time your teacher got mad at you. I mean, just, you know, going back to all of my childhood. And I just thought this is just silly, but it's, I hit this point in this book where I hit middle school, which Mm -hmm. was awful for me, (laughs) awful. And Mm -hmm. middle school to junior high is like, I was picked on and being in a, you know, smart people class wasn't cool. So then I just thought maybe I don't want to care about anything, care about Mm -hmm. anything I did, try at anything. And, you know, I, all of a sudden hid back Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't want to show up as me because I wasn't accepted at that moment in my life. And that like transferred over into how I showed up in the workplace yeah, and totally just killed my confidence. And so I just thought, okay, well, you know, I I don't believe in myself, so I'm not going to stand up. And I think you start to realize as you progress through, you know, your career and growth and maturity and all the development that I know the the world that you and I have, you know, Mm -hmm. come from and, and work in, if you're not confident in who you are, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you don't believe in yourself or what you're selling or what you're doing or what you're creating or what you're presenting, nobody in the room will either. Exactly. So understanding, I think just acknowledging, right. That's step one, like acknowledge. Yeah. <laughs> and step two, like own the gift of rewriting it. Yes. You know, this is, I Absolutely. am in front of these people, whether they're whoever, however many yeah. people they, there are. And you know, yeah. owning that privilege to, to learn and grow doesn't have to be perfect. We're never going to say all the right things, yeah. but it's just having the courage to even just believe in yourself and believing that you are enough or that you are capable or that Absolutely. you do have a voice and Absolutely. every, every single voice was given for a reason. And exactly. And every it. experience you had yeah. was given for a reason. Right. And, you know, and I was just talking to a friend the other day and I'm like middle school and junior high school. It's like, it's like boot camp, right? <laughs> so it'll break you. <laughs> <laughs> Because they are mean. Kids are mean <laughs> during sure. those grades. They are really mean. And um, I was doing this um, this session, and you know, we're talking about personalities, and I was doing it with this group so that they can learn the dynamics. And this one physician was like, "Oh my gosh, you are so right," because I was talking about how our past experiences create these mental maps, these judgments that we have of other people and situations that we have not even really experienced, but because it reminds us of something in the past or it triggers something for us, we're like, oh my gosh, this must be it. And this physician was like, you are so right. Because when I met, and it was another um, a physician, when I met her, I was like, oh, I am not going to like her. She reminds me of my bully in high school. Oh, how funny. And she said, and she did everything in her power not to interact with this person and started treating her as if that was one of the bullies that she had in high school. And wow. then she's like, but now... She's literally my best friend because as I got to know her, I'm like, she's completely different from this girl. <laughs> not my high school bully from 20 years no, ago. No, <laughs> completely different from this girl that I thought she was just because she reminds me of her, maybe physical attributes or even like mannerisms. And she's like, that's completely different. I say, exactly. And it's human nature. It is human nature for us to automatically be triggered or be reminded of things from past experiences and relate them to what we're currently going through. But it's that awareness, right? And once you become aware of it, it's like, how do I change that? How do I change that story? And, but the first and most important thing is being aware, aware that I am telling myself a story here and where did it come from? So I love that you are able to do that big exercise in that binder. Lots, lots of homework. I just kept thinking, this is so silly. I cannot remember yesterday, much less second grade or third grade. And then it would go through like middle school and then high school 
Oh, and then call it. It's like it unpacked all these different things till you hit a point where you're like, I don't want to talk about this. Yes. Like, well, why don't I want to talk about this? And it's a lot of those why questions. Why did yeah. this bother me? Why am I still scared of this? Like, what did that prompt? Exactly. So yeah, no, that's, that is a really fascinating story too. I think we, you know, without even realizing it, I think placed judgment because it's, it's all we know and all we know is all we know. Right. Right. Rather than just giving ourselves a chance to embrace some of the unknown and give people a shot and give exactly. our, ourselves a little bit of grace. Exactly. So, okay. So let's talk about like the small things. Like what are small ways that we can all tap into becoming a more confident version of ourselves? Well, one of the things that I would say, and I remind everyone to do is make a list of all the things that you've actually accomplished right? Because um, we're always looking to, how can I get better? How can I do more? And because we're always looking at that, we forget all the things that we have accomplished, right? So I will always say, hey, you know what? Um, now that we are aware, this is the story that we've been telling ourselves. Make a list of the things that you have accomplished. And it doesn't have to be a things you've accomplished throughout your entire life, right? So at the end of the day, think about all the things you accomplished today. I made my bed, right? <laughs> I made sure that I ate healthy, <laughs> mm. right? I took a 10 minute walk. I connected with a friend. Those are like big things to accomplish and that we can celebrate, right? So it's like, okay, here it is. I've accomplished this. I'm so happy that I got this. All right, let me focus on all the things that I've done. And when you look at all the things that you've done, then you could say, okay, what's my next step? Like, what's one thing I can add? So maybe tomorrow I can make my bed and then I can also meal prep, right? <laughs> you know, so yeah. you're just adding one one piece to it. Like, so it's it's still it still will accomplish your major goal that you're trying to get to, but you're just adding one more thing to it, you know? And then, so it's so funny because, so I ended up making this, um, this confidence action toolkit. And it's just four basic things you can do to really start like boosting your confidence, right? So the first one, which I have mentioned before, was being aware of your success in all areas of your life, right? Because sometimes we can just focus on just um, work or just what I've accomplished in terms of school or anything like that. But you can just, like I mentioned, just write down like three things that was successful today. And it doesn't have to be major things. Write it down, think it through however you want to process it. But you want to make sure that you have a list of these are the three things that I did today. And then you start feeling a sense of accomplishment, right? So even when we're in that valley of um, the pandemic or the COVID coaster, right? When we're down in that little lull area, when we start thinking about every single day, the things you accomplish, three little things, it really makes a difference, right? And also the second one is like being aware of your abilities, right? 
a lot of times we downplay our abilities. When people talk about what's your strength, you're like, my strength? Um, I don't know, right? <laughs> I want to pause on that you, you one though. Really I really want to pause on that, that yes. one. I do know that yes. a lot of a lot of people that I know listen to this are mm-hmm. spiritually grounded people. And I think we, we mm-hmm. are we are wired to like not want to talk about ourselves or the things that we're good at. I so, know. I know you mentioned at the beginning, and maybe that's the answer. Like you kind of talked about, it's actually a disservice to not show yes. up to the world with your strengths. Correct. Why, why don't people want to talk about their strengths or why do people struggle with even acknowledging the things they are good at? Like, why can't they pick those things out? Because we have been, most of us have been told that you're going to come across looking arrogant if you talk about yourself, right? And no one wants to come across as, as if they're arrogant, you know? Um, you can't talk about yourself because if you don't brag on yourself, who will? Who will brag on you if you don't brag on yourself? And it doesn't have to be in an arrogant way, right? So that's really one of the main reasons is like, especially if you think about... Um, people that are very faith-based, right? So, and you know, and we do things and we don't boast about all the things that we do because we don't want it to be like we're taking the credit as opposed to giving the credit to our higher power, right? But your higher power is the one that gave you that gift. Mm. Why would I not want to brag to people about the gift that I was given, Right. And that's really what you have to like, you know, that's the connection I make is like, especially if, if somebody is asking you, like, it's not every day you go to coffee and say, what are your strengths? <laughs> if exactly. someone is asking you, like, what are your strengths? It's usually yeah. in an interview or you're needing to put together a team or a group to get something started. So like people are asking what can you bring to the table? It's like I said, it, it's exactly. not, I think we, we misconstrue it or we don't show up with those things because it's like you said, the story is if I bring that to the table, that's arrogant. Mm-hmm. But in the context right. of a lot of times where people would be historically asked for those kinds of, that kind of information, it's in a place where they're asking, bring what you can bring to the table so that we can do yeah. something really good with it. <laughs> Yes. And a lot of times if you're shy about talking about what you bring to the table, if you're shy talking about the things that you're good at or your strengths, um, they see it as like you're not confident. So if you're not sure about what you're good at, why should I be (laughs) confident in, in taking you on and being part of a team or anything like that? Because you're not even sure of yourself and confident about it, you know? And, um, you know, when we start to think about the things that we're good at, you know, and you, and some gifts are just natural, right? So the funny thing is, I never wanted to do leadership development. Like I never wanted it, but I never liked training in front of people. I wanted to be in the background. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to anyone. I just wanted to be by myself, right? But the universe, God, my higher power, 
every time I would apply for any job that did not involve interacting people, I never got. <laughs> I never got. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, do this training thing. No experience, no experience training, none. I got the job. And I'm like, are you kidding me here? Like, this is a joke, right? Is this a joke? <laughs> Didn't like it. <laughs> I said, okay. So, so, you know, and I've been doing this for like over 20 years now. So around 15 years, my 15th year, I was like, I am going to make a career change. I am no longer going to <laughs> do this anymore. And I am going to go and I'm going to do more of the paperwork in HR. I just want to be at a computer and just do that. And, you know, and I've been in the HR area, so I'm sure someone will give me a foot in the door. I never got any job offers for that. In fact, when, when I applied for an HR position, they called me back and they were like, hey, actually, we were like, we have like this leadership development position that is about to come up and we think you'll be great for it. I'm like, are you oh, kidding me? <laughs> but at some point, <laughs> right? At you just got to step into it. Just own and, it. And surrender, right? Yeah. Because obviously the message is coming across to me very clear and I'm hiding it and I'm running away from it. And what I'm really running away from is the gift that I was given, right? Because my gifts helps other people. So for me, I'm like, God is like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, okay, you want to sit behind a computer, that's great. But that's not why I put you here, right? You have this particular gift of teaching people and helping people grow. And I need you to do that. And so therefore, anything that you go that's against like <laughs> what I set for you, you're not going to get. But once I surrendered to it and I just ended up being in a place where I'm like, this is just natural. It's just natural. That's and, brilliant. you know, and it's really about taking that time. And even if people think like, you know what, I don't, I'm not good at anything. I don't know what I'm good at. Just think about what have your friends or your loved one said that you're good at, you know, what are the compliments that are given to you? Because that's like, you know, you have people around you that will tell you the things that you're good at and you have to accept it, right? So taking compliments is something that people really shy away from too, right? Yeah. And it's just saying, oh, wow, thank you. As opposed to, oh, no, no, I'm not, right? Like that person is kind of like feeding your spirit and telling you, these are the wonderful things that I see in you. And you could ask friends and family and loved ones, what do you think I'm good at? And they'll let you know, and you could put it down, put, start a list of the things that you're good at. I find so many people don't want to even talk about the things they're good at because they think it needs to be this big thing. Mm -hmm. I'm good at marketing, <laughs> I'm at, you know, painting these amazing portraits. It's like, there's, uh -huh. there's little things that you are really good at yes. that are so, so, so important. Like there's visionary people out in the world that need the detailed people like you that are yeah. focused on all the little things. So even though you feel like it needs to be a big thing, it's mm -hmm. okay to be good at the little things too. Yeah. Me and both. you know, I'll, I'll tell you a, a funny story. When I was younger, um, my grandmother, um, 
at one point moved in with us, you know, because of her health. And, you know, the regular craft mac and cheese was something like, you know, me and my brothers, we love. And then I don't know what it is. My grandmother makes it and we love it. And then, so my mom is like, okay, you know, I'm going to make you guys um, mac and cheese. And we're like, no, only grandma can make it. (laughs) She makes it the best. They did it exactly the same way. (laughs) It tastes the same. But it didn't taste the same. It wasn't grandma's. And it's like, grandma is good at mac and cheese, you know, (laughs) something that small, right? Um, and like, even when you think about kids, kids will always be like, oh my gosh, mom, oh my gosh, dad, you're so good at this. And they come to you for that assistance and they ask you advice on things that they know that you're good at, you know? So it's the small things to think about. That's good. Any of the other action tips you want to share? Oh, okay. You don't have to um, share all of them, just any others that really stand out that... Well, I think another one that goes really well with it was like, you know, just being aware of the compliments that people give you and being accepting of those compliments, right? Going back to the whole I am worthy thing, right? Being accepting of the compliments and like really saying thank you so much for doing that because one, no one in this world gives you compliments just to give you compliments, right? It's not like, oh, you know, I'm putting this world to compliment Annika, right? (laughs) So if someone is complimenting you, it's really because it's a genuine compliment. Like they really mean it. It's something they admire about you. And, you know, and we just have to just sit in it and say, thank you, right? And then it's like, why is it so hard for me to accept compliments? Like what happened that makes me kind of shy away or negate the compliment that is given to me, right? Like, oh, you're so smart. No, I'm not. I just Googled it. (laughs) What? Like, no, yeah, thank you so much. Now you don't have, now if I'm like, oh, of course I am, I'm brilliant. Now that's arrogant, right? That is true. That's where we cross the line. (laughs) That's where you cross the line, but it could just be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate that because they didn't have to tell you, but they admire that about you. And I think too, even to, I don't know, I have this mentality. My husband and I were talking about this the other day. Like, what if we just did you know, plus one to everything of our life. So to me, like the plus one for this would be rather than just accepting a compliment, like go give a compliment, yes. go help build someone's confidence. If it's yes. a coworker, a teacher, an employee or whoever, like if somebody did something that was good, nice, stood out, whatever, mm-hmm. that was memorable, that took a little bit of extra work, like mm-hmm. help build their confidence in their strength or, yes. you know, even just in their ability. So go plus yeah. one, that confidence exactly. action item, like bonus this is a bonus round. Exactly. And you know what, like that plus one that you just use is a tip that I give to people who are shy at networking or making small talk. I always oh, say, okay. Like one Zoom more person. Group. Yeah. So even in Zoom, right, if you are, it's always awkward where you're like one of three people that's early to the meeting and everybody's just sitting there, right? But you could, you could 
easily give a compliment, even in networking. You can look at someone and see what stands out about them because what stands out about them is the thing that they gave the extra effort to. So if someone has a real great jewelry piece statement, it's like, oh, I love that necklace. And then they'll tell you that story about it. If you in Zoom, it's like, oh, is that a painting in the background? They'll be like, oh yeah, absolutely. And they'll tell you about it because people make the effort for their background to look a certain way. They make the effort so that they can look a certain way when it comes to work, networking, uh, social interaction type of gathering <laughs> type of thing. That there's always something that stands out. Oh my gosh, I love that shirt because it's a conscious decision that we make sometimes to pick out some of the things that are important to us and show our personalities. So even when you're like, oh, what, what, what is that in the background? And it's like, oh, this is so-and-so. And there's always a story that goes It's a story. It. Yes, and people want to share their story. And if you have like, just have a spirit of curiosity, and that helps people open up and connect with you. And it helps you be less, um, have, it, it helps you be less awkward, I guess you could say, more relaxed, and you can be more open with someone. And that creates that whole connection with just a basic chit chat about like a pair of earrings or a shirt or a pair of shoes or, you know, your background. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. good. And that connection, mm -hmm. I think, in its own way builds confidence. Exactly. And it gets you talking to people yeah. and start to use your voice. It's practicing in the small ways. Exactly. Don't require a lot of effort. <laughs> Just ask the question. Compliment exactly. the thing. <laughs> Stop overcomplicating it, people. <laughs> exactly. Don't overanalyze yeah, it. It's not going to be that hard. Yes. No, that's really good. Um, the last thing I want to chat really quickly about is yeah. I know you're about to kick off in the Leading Life Academy. I know there's a lot of behind the scenes work going into that. Obviously, right, there's a need to develop a program like this because I think <laughs> We all need some some tools in it, but any yeah. anything you want to share around just leading life in general? Yeah, I mean the one thing that you know, and I've shared it throughout this um, through our conversation today is to take it a little bit at a time, take it a step at a time. You can't be all things to everyone. Do not ignore taking care of yourself, you know, and just know that you are you are on a journey of life. Life is a journey, right? Um, it's not like one of those things where once I've accomplished this, I have conquered life. No, because there's something else that you would like to do. So it's all a journey filled with lessons, filled with um, connecting with people along the way. So it really is a journey and you have to just embrace that journey, embrace where you are currently right now in the path that you're taking for your life and don't look at other people's paths <laughs> because when we start looking in other people's paths and be like oh I want to get there you don't know what it took for them to get to where they are right and then once you hear their story you're like oh I did not want to go through that <laughs> to get Absolutely. to where you are just but just embrace your current path that you are now enjoy the journey that you're in now 
Love it. I said that okay. was the last thing, but I have one more last, last thing. Yes, I, I love last, asking last everyone thing. this question. <laughs> like you have worked with a lot of very successful people yeah. in their careers. What do you, how do you view success? Like what does success mean to you? Little or big? <laughs> well, yeah. So I think, you know, I, I think I view success the way I view life, right? It's all a journey, right? Um, there's really nothing that we can say in life that we would be like, oh, I am currently really successful. Because sometimes when we see ourselves as success, like we're like, oh, I'm not that successful. Someone is like, oh my gosh, you're so successful, right? And it's like, no, I'm not. Because there's so many other things that we want to accomplish. So success, just like life, is just a journey. And along that journey, we accomplish big and small tasks that are seen as successful to others. And that's why we also have to embrace the things that we have accomplished and remind ourselves of how far we've actually come along on this journey instead of continuing to look at how far we have left to go, right? And also acknowledging that the little things that we've done that we may not see as successful, others have seen as successful is actually creating paths for those that want to get to where we are. I love that. You know, so we that. have to realize that as even though I'm just thinking about me and what I need to accomplish, I'm not realizing that the college student that just started shadowing me at work is like looking at me like, oh my gosh, I need to do that too, right? And I'm opening doors and it, that she's able to come along on, right? So we have to see how, you know, the little things we do are actually big impacts for others too. And that is a great way to wrap up this conversation okay. <laughs> because that is just good stuff. Um, how can people find you? So you could find me on Instagram. Okay. And remember, I'm not great at social media, but I'm getting there. Find me on Instagram at leadership lessons with D. And you can even go on my website, which is leadershiplessonswithd.com. And D is just the letter D for Daphne. Uh, .com. Enough said. Just D for Daphne. Just D Enough for said. Daphne. <laughs> well, I will for sure include all of those in the show notes. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having Thank me, so Annika. Much. Thank you. This was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was almost like a private leadership lesson with Daphne. What a treat. In case you missed any of today's truths and takeaways, here they are. Number one, you are a leader in every area of your life. Number two, be aware of your limits. That wall that you're hitting is when you're putting more out there than you're actually able to do or be. Number three, give yourself grace. Good things take time. Number four, it is okay to be in the space and the season that you're in right now. And it's okay to focus on only one thing right now. Number five, start changing the narrative that you tell yourself. Know where it came from. Once you change it, you can start using your voice more. Number six, don't own the past story. Own the privilege to write your current and future story. Number seven, if you don't believe in yourself, what you do, what you sell, who do you expect to? Number eight, be aware of success in all areas of your life. List out what you've accomplished. Look how far you've come, not how far you have to go. 
And lastly, accept compliments give compliments. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for sticking around to the end. I hope that you took away some really good practical things to go step out into a more confident version of you because it is a disservice to not share you and all of your strengths with the world. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. And until next time.